Whether you're just dipping your toe into the creative world or looking to take your creative business to the next level, I want to help you become more confidently creative. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is my top five tips for starting and running a successful creative business. This episode is jam-packed full of super concentrated high-value information that will help you get your creative business to the next level. And everything in this episode is based on real-world consultancy experience and has proven to be successful for creative companies at all stages of their development. I'm going to talk about the five most important actions that you can take to start and run your successful creative business. And although it may sound like a shortcut, you will need to consider how each step applies to you and what stage you're at with your creative business. And then, of course, what work you'll need to do to make it happen. But enough of the preamble. Let's get started with my top five tips to starting and running a successful creative business. Number one, my top tip is start with the why, not the what. Now, when we say work out your why, what we're talking about is your purpose. Why did you start your creative business beyond simply wanting to make money? And what do you want your business or creative practice to mean to people? Purpose is the foundation of your creative business and it gives meaning to all the hard work you put in to achieve success. And the creative industries are kind of unique because many of us end up as accidental entrepreneurs, which means we start out of necessity or because we spot an opportunity to do something that is not being done. And this is completely normal. But when we start that way, what we're doing is working without any purpose. We're able to explain what we do, but not why we're doing it. And this is really important. By understanding our why or our purpose, we're able to work towards what we really want. But more importantly, we're able to let our audience and clients engage with us on a deeper level than just something like, oh, we've got the best shows or our products are the cheapest. This product or price-focused way of working is sometimes referred to as a manipulation technique. Whereas communicating your purpose or your why will inspire people to invest in what you're doing rather than you having to manipulate or persuade them to buy your product through cut price deals or whatever. Have a think why you're doing what you do, why your audience, why your clients will emotionally invest in you. Once you discover this, you'll find that your work becomes more enjoyable and you become more creative. You will also discover that you're attracting more of the audience you want. They'll be less interested in things like price that they can get stuff for and more interested in working with you. And once you are successful, check in with yourself. Is your purpose still the same? It's fine to change your purpose, but it's never good to work without one. Step two, make a plan. So often in creative businesses, we kind of evolve what we're doing. Performers become producers, dance teachers become school principals, and artists become agents or gallery owners. This is not because they planned it, but because there's an opportunity or something changes. If you know why you want to do something, then you need to make a plan of how you're going to do it. And making a plan will have four major benefits for your creative business. First, it will improve your productivity, because having already planned how to get from one stage to the next you'll spend less time reacting to what's going on. Secondly, planning really helps you to focus because it makes you map out what you need to do. 
And that helps you feel more in control. It makes you more accountable and it makes it easier for you to identify what you can and cannot change. Thirdly, you'll start to feel much more self-confident. And this is because you're prepared, because you've planned how to reach your goals. You'll find yourself achieving so much more with your creative business. Finally, by creating a plan, you'll start to improve your own self-awareness. Once you put your plan in writing, you'll uncover your passions, your priorities, your strengths and opportunities. And this is so important in any business, but especially so in a creative business. And how do you work out if everything is going to plan or if your plan is even achievable? Well, for me, one of the things I learned working for corporations was how to use SMART goals. When planning for certain outcomes or objectives, always consider the word SMART, S-M-A-R-T. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant and Time-bound. So for each part of your plan, you can apply this definition. Is what you're planning specific? For example, I want to grow by doing X rather than I just want to grow. Measurable. I want to turn over this amount of money rather than I just want to make more money. Achievable. Now, you need to challenge yourself with this a little, but also be realistic. Relevant. Is this goal or is this plan important or relevant to my business? And time bound. When will you achieve this by? And this is really key as well. I would like to achieve a certain goal Give yourself a time to get it done by. Now, putting a plan together can be scary. It can be time consuming at first, but experts in this field reckon that every minute spent planning saves 10 minutes in execution. And by writing your plan down, you are 42% more likely to achieve its objectives. And the act of writing it will also increase your own accountability. Remember Benjamin Franklin's famous phrase, failing to plan is planning to fail. Step three, talk to people. Yep, seriously, networking is a fantastic tool for many reasons. Nobody is an island and our industry is all about people. Talk to people who can help and advise you about starting a business. Remember, they may be civilians, not in the creative industry, so maybe they don't even understand the difference between American tan and American pie. Sorry, that's a dancer joke. But they could know all about spreadsheets and financial planning. And once they get to know you, understand your purpose, they might even become a client. Talk to people in the industry who might buy your product. Find out what they need. What is it that's causing them pain? And we'll talk more about this in tip four. If you're just starting out, check out local creative get-togethers. For me, I'm part of an amazing group where I live in Bournemouth on the south coast of England. I get to meet and learn from creatives, gallery owners, university course leaders. I share my experience with them and they share theirs with me. Also, talk to people that might work with you and people that might supply you. Understand their perspectives. And you'll also find yourself creatively inspired by these conversations. And another wonderful side effect of having all these conversations is that you'll discover a new fluency in how you talk about what you're doing. As you explain your idea to more people, you're not only spreading the word about your new exciting creative project, but you will also find that your idea will become clearer and more developed for you. The clearer the idea is for you, the clearer it will be for your audience and clients. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Confidently Creative. I would love you to subscribe and join our creative community. 
And please do get in touch to share any feedback you may have or just let me know if you need any specific support. My objective is to help you become more confidently creative. Now let's get back to the show. Tip four is solve, don't sell. This is so important. In fact, episode one of Confidently Creative is all about solving, not selling. And I really believe that solve, don't sell should become your mantra when you're approaching new clients. Arts, entertainment, cultural purchasers, they want you to solve a challenge that is not being addressed by their current offering. So for example, if I'm your client and you would like to creatively work with me, then you need to understand my problem and proactively seek to solve it. So in the case of my previous role, booking live entertainment for a major cruise line, you're not going to solve my problem just by sending me a list of 100 acts to look at. But if you ask me what challenge I need to solve, and then actively listen and work to understand what I'm saying, you'll be able to solve my problem. You won't then sell me a show, you'll provide a solution. Solving not selling will also strengthen your client relationships because everyone loves a problem solver. And here's a real world example. When I was at Carnival UK, I worked with a particular show producer on a one-off project. Now, she didn't offer me the cheapest or most stunning options, but she actually took her time to understand what problem I needed solving. And she worked really hard to provide a perfectly tailored solution. From that one-off project, she became our go-to person because we knew she would get it and she would solve our problem. She now works across two brands, providing everything from ice skaters to character performers to pop-up entertainers, and all because she took the approach of asking, listening, understanding, and solving rather than selling. And we can all think about our approach and how it might change if we focused more on solving and not selling. And we really need to use our creativity and our tenacity to solve rather than sell. Tip number five is let your creativity lead. Now, the world's most influential rock star, in my humble opinion, David Bowie, said, trying to second guess the audience leads only to failure. Now, Bowie was an artist that let his creativity lead. And as creative entrepreneurs, we also need to be prepared to do this. But what does it mean? How does it work? Of course, it's really important to understand your market and what's happening. But then you need to use your creative talent and vision in order to provide unique concepts, products and solutions. Because sometimes we get led by what is already available. For example, if everyone's doing ABBA tribute shows, then we put together our own ABBA tribute show. And that will certainly make you a bit of money in the short term. But is it really letting your creativity lead? What is it about your ABBA tribute show, if that's what you want to do, that would interest an audience more than someone else's? To paraphrase legendary Disney Imagineer Marty Sklar, how many creatives does it take to change a light bulb? Well, his answer was, why does it have to be a light bulb? And this is the type of question you need to ask if you want to have something that is yours and therefore unique. We need to look at every situation from our own creative perspective. Somebody else can always do it bigger, brighter or cheaper than you, but nobody can do it the way you do it. And that, my friends, is how we add creative value. I hope this episode has been useful. Just to recap, my top five tips for starting and running a creative business. Number one, start with the why, not the what. Number two, make a plan. Number three, 
talk to people. Number four, solve, don't sell. And number five, let your creativity lead. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Confidently Creative with me, Jason Ward. I would love you to subscribe and please don't forget to send me your feedback and let me know if you would like personalized support with your creative business. You can follow me on Instagram at Jason Ward Creative where you'll find tips and creative inspiration. Once again, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time on Confidently Creative.